With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary. Now, The Hunt Palmer Show. The Hunt Palmer Show on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live from the Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge Studios. This is Hunt Palmer. Out in the open field here, hour number two, Hunt Palmer Show, 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Appreciate you hanging out with us at Sharif Ishak and Glenn West in hour number one. Talking Saints and Tigers. Billy Embody from the On3 Network, part of the Bengal Tiger crew, is going to be with us in 15 minutes talking recruiting. Just a lot going on in the recruiting world right now for LSU. Hopefully, over the next six weeks, they can finish very, very strong in this class, kind of grab a little bit of momentum, um, which would be very, very nice. There's not very much momentum in College Station, and because of that, there could be a little bit in Baton Rouge. But we'll talk with Billy about that in 15 minutes. I've been out now uh, four times to see LSU in fall baseball workouts and wanted to spend a little time here on the Tuesday of Army Week. Felt like it was a, an appropriate time to mix a little bit of baseball talk in. Um, I'm going to get to pitching in a second, but I want to start in the middle of the infield because as you're well aware, Jordan Thompson has been your shortstop for three years. Gavin Dugas has been your second baseman for the last couple of years, and those guys have moved on. So you've vacated the middle of your infield. And it's been a bit of a concern of mine, quite frankly. Um, the two returning players who could play in the middle of infield are Ben Napolt and Gavin Guidry. Now, we know that Gavin Guidry was basically, well, he was a pitcher last year and is going to be asked to pitch this coming year. Is he going to be a full-time defensive player? I have my doubts. Um, one, I think that hurts him from a pitching perspective. Two, I think that he's really struggling to swing the bat. But those are your two kind of returners. You brought in three freshmen in this class who are middle infielders by trade. Steven Milam, switch hitter from Las Cruces, New Mexico, was a, a big-time draft risk. We had him on this show. Um, he's probably the most highly touted of the youngsters. Ryan Kucherik and Austin Rolig are the other two guys. Both have been pretty solid defensively uh, that I've seen thus far, but those are your three freshmen. And then you brought in one transfer, Michael Braswell from South Carolina. Braswell did not hit last year for South Carolina. He was in the lineup. He was very poor offensively. Um, was a guy that they grabbed, I, I thought, um, because they liked his upside. He's a super athlete and was a really, really uh, accomplished high school player and just didn't quite hit after his freshman year in Columbia, South Carolina, so he comes in. I'll tell you this, and that's your group. It's Braswell, Milam, Kucherik, and Rolig, and then DePolt and Guidry. That's your middle infield group. And Braswell has very clearly, in my opinion, been the best of the bunch to this point. He's hit the ball out of the ballpark a couple of times. He's hit some hard line drives. He has not been overmatched by velocity. And he's been rock solid in the field. I think Braswell, to me right now, would be my favorite to be the starting shortstop on opening day. There is a long way to go before we get there. But because he's older, because he's proven he can play in the SEC, because he swung the bat better than the rest of them for the first couple of weeks, all those things add up, and I go, I think that's probably 
your guy at, at shortstop right now. That can change real quick, but right now that's the way it feels like it's trending. At second base, I'm just not sure. Steven Milam is a switch hitter with great hands. He's undersized, which is why he wasn't a big draft pick. I mean, you're talking about a guy in Milam. Let's see what they've got him listed at on the LSU roster because um, he is he's small when you go out there. 5'8", 165. I mean, that's he's small, but he's got some pop in his bat. He has not played defense well at all. Since I, I mean, he's made an error in every practice I've gone to. Some tougher chances than others. A double play ball he kicks. I mean, he just he looks good when he does it correctly. He's got you know, fluid hands and, and his hands are soft and he turns double plays really quickly at second base. But you hit him some ground balls and those hands turn to stone pretty quickly. Now it's way early. Again, I'm not trying to give you the opening day lineup or tell you, hey, this is what this guy's future is going to look like. I'm just telling you, through two and a half weeks, three weeks. Milam's defense has been really shaky, and that's concerning when you consider that second base is one of the easier positions out there on the field, and he hasn't been able to to do that. Uh, Gidry, by the same token, has not swung the bat very well, and his he he just he swings and misses on some pitches that he's really fooled by. He did get one hit when I was out there. Well, probably would have been scored a hit, but he hit a really hard ground ball to the left side, and he was able to get on base. But he just hasn't been a guy that's that's hit a ton. So hopefully that. That comes around. And then you go to Ben DePolt, who I think is just a nice depth piece. I've compared Ben DePolt many times last year in the fall and in the spring um, to kind of like Chris Chambra. And Chambra was a really, really good piece. He was never the best player on your team, but he played defense very well. He swung the bat well, very well in the bottom of the lineup. And then, of course, had the big one moment that he hits the walk-off home run against ULL, which was was fantastic. But he's just a really nice depth piece to have your team. He's a left-handed bat who's going to make the routine play, and he can definitely hit seventh for you, and that's fine. And that's kind of what Napolt's ceiling to me is, and we'll see if that's good enough to get in the lineup early or not. But there's a little bit more talent around Napolt. He's just a steady, steady presence. And then you've got the two freshmen, Kucherak and Rolig, who, to me, look pretty solid on defense. Um, they haven't hit yet, but they look pretty solid in terms of catching the ball defensively. So it's it's a question mark. And probably, honestly, the biggest true question mark, I can tell you that I'm not sure who's going to be in the weekend rotation, but that's not a huge surprise at this point. Um, as far as, like, is that going to be a weakness on the team? I don't think the weekend rotation is. I think the middle infield could be. Now, it could not be. We'll see. But I'm uh, I'm going to keep my eyes on that. Right now, I think Braswell and Napolt are probably my favorites at, at either spot, but long way to go there. This is a little bit more meat on the bone here in terms of content. Um, I saw Thatcher Hurd and Luke Holman pitch on Friday of last week, and Hurd was consistently 96-97 and still had that really good breaking ball. He looks great, still pitching completely out of the stretch, which he switched to last year. Um, looks very, very good, and I think is in line to be a, a Really, really strong piece to your weekend rotation. Holman I had not seen in person and did on Friday. Holman was 93 to 95 and throwing four pitches for strikes. He struck out the side in the first inning he pitched on 11 or 12 pitches. I mean, I wasn't charting it, but it, there were no three ball counts and he set down three guys in a row. And it was impressive to watch. He had a, uh, one on the fastball, two on the breaking ball. It was impressive. And you look from a a stuff perspective, a an age perspective, um, a draftable position perspective, and just an experience perspective, like Hurd and Holman's a really good place to start. 
I think you've got a, a couple of really precocious young left-handed talents in Gage Jump um, and Cam Johnson. That's really exciting. I think you saw that Nate Ackenhausen can go out there and get you huge outs. Same with Gavin Gidry. Same with Griffin Herring. I mean, there are a lot of guys who have been asked to do a lot of good things, but those two guys, Hurd and Holman, in terms of their size, stuff, draftability, experience from last year where Hurd's pitching in the College World Series final and Hurd's coming in in the biggest spot after a rain delay in the regional and Holman's pitching game one of a super against the number one team in the country. Like, they've kind of seen a lot of stuff and they look really good. And that was really encouraging. Not that I didn't believe it, but it was really encouraging to see them on Friday and see the the high-end stuff that LSU's got towards the top of the rotation. Those two guys right now are the leaders of your pitching staff, in my opinion. Cam Johnson's got him buzzing a little bit over there. And the command's not there yet. And at times, he's not as good with his execution. That's what you'd expect from a left-handed freshman in college who can throw 98 miles an hour. If you're left-handed and you can throw 98 miles an hour and you execute pitches and your command's really good, you don't play college baseball. End of discussion. So the fact that if you were to go out there to practice or you're listening to me talk in a practice report, you're saying, oh, he's not throwing enough strikes. Well, guess what? If he was a finished product, you wouldn't even have him. So it should be expected that there is an inning here or there where Cam Johnson's not great. But when he does execute pitches, he's awesome. And by everybody that I've talked to, the spin metrics are incredible. The He's got great makeup. The mechanics are good. Like, this this kid's really special. I got a text yesterday from a buddy saying, hey, is Cam Johnson going to be in the weekend rotation? I said, probably not to start. That's just my guess. Like, I don't know. But probably not to start. But the weekend rotation never holds from March through June. Ever. One time, you got Lang, Poche, Walker, and they just made all the starts. But that that rarely ever happens. Even last year when you thought Tennessee, who was bringing their whole rotation back from the best team we'd ever seen, their rotation didn't hold up. Dolander got moved out of the ace row. Burns got sent to the bullpen. Like So you you don't know right now what the weekend rotation is going to be. I, I just feel like there are some veteran guys that are going to get a look first. But Cam Johnson's got him buzzing a little bit. And the last thing offensively that I saw that I really enjoyed was Paxton Kling crushing a home run 370-something feet. And, uh, and Jared Jones hitting another missile as well. Those two guys are going to have to be really, really productive for LSU to be the best they can be. Those are the two highest ceiling guys in the sophomore class. You realize when guys move on, the freshmen moving into their sophomore year, their role becomes the biggest. And they, they, they need to make the biggest jump. You don't want to rely on the freshmen. You don't want somebody, you don't want to have to count on somebody that's been in college for three years to just find something. You want the guy with a huge talent who was kind of being hidden and, and protected last year to emerge and blow up. You want that out of your sophomore class, and I think there's a real chance Kling and Jones can do it. They just got to keep swinging the bat like they did uh, last weekend. So those are my uh, thoughts on some baseball. We'll do that probably once a week moving forward, maybe twice next week during the bye week. Maybe uh, maybe get old Musso in here and kick it around a little bit as well, but just want to get to a little baseball there. Uh, we're moving right along here on a Tuesday edition of the Hunt Palmer Show. When we come back, Billy Embody. Talking recruiting. It's next. The Hunt Palmer Show. Get ready to start the NFL week off right. Right now, all customers get a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thursday night football. You know about Thursday night football this week. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the Dags and your black and gold, and you'll get a bonus bet back even if you don't win. NFL same-game parlay is a perfect way to combine your bets 
for a chance at a bigger payday. So build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Visit FanDuel.com slash 1045ESPN so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and present in Louisiana. Refund issues, knowledge, travel bonus, bet that expires seven days after receipt. Max refund, $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you're assuming gaming problem won't help, call 1-877-770-STOP. This is the Hunt Palmer Show on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Moving right along here, Tuesday edition of the Hunt Palmer Show. Back out to the Jim's Farms hotline we go. That is where we find Billy Embody, part of the Bengal Tiger crew over there with the On3 Network. Billy, how are you? Doing well, guys. How are you? Doing very well. I get the sense this is a pretty large weekend for Brian Kelly and his staff. Auburn comes in for a Saturday night in Death Valley, and that, uh, that guest list was star studded big picture on the weekend was this as as big as it gets in season yeah i would say so i mean it's a massive weekend i mean anytime you have the number one overall prospect in the 2025 class coming in with bryce underwood and his family um, coming in uh to visit once again uh fourth time in six uh about six months i would say that he's uh, visited lsu and you know, they continue to make their big push there. Uh, that is massive uh, just from the jump. Uh, but then you end up hosting three Texas A&M commits and Draylon Miller, uh, Gabriel Relaford, uh, and Terry Bussey, uh, all uh, who sit in the top 100 overall prospects in the country. That's an even better uh, step in the right direction in terms of who you want to host. Um, but they also hosted you know, numerous other four-star prospects I, I believe it was 15 top 150 overall prospects were on campus for LSU this weekend. So um, when it comes to the big weekends that LSU wants to put together as far as visitors and recruits, this is, uh, like you like you kind of said, about as, big, about as big as it gets. Talk me through the Underwood recruitment in terms of a timeline. We know he's been to LSU on his own dime many times. The whole family has come, kind of a hometown Michigan deal versus the folks uh, way far away down in the south. Um, what are we kind of looking for as, as far as the timeline there with Underwood and what are LSU's realistic chances? Got to be decent if he keeps coming. Yeah, I think they are decent uh, chances. I mean, I, I, I think anytime you come down that many times, the interest is there. And Michigan is certainly doing everything it, it can to keep them in state. I think for me, when I kind of read the tea leaves of it, I mean, interested to see if there's a surprise team that kind of enters the mix and, and firmly cements itself in there. He visited Colorado, Penn state hosted him earlier this season as well. And Penn state hasn't been a stranger in this recruitment, but you're talking about a generational type of quarterback, a generational type of number one overall prospect uh, in terms of the, the elite quarterbacks that have come through the last few years. He was the Gatorade player of the year as a freshman. He was the Gatorade player of the year as a sophomore. Um, he's got two state championships. He's well on his way to a third. You're looking at a prospect that 
so many more programs are obviously going to want, is there somebody that emerges down the stretch as he kind of goes towards his early January decision date that get him on campus and catch his eye and kind of come in late? I mean, even Dante Moore, uh, LSU fans will remember him. LSU had a lot of buzz there. Uh, he ended up committing, I believe it was, to Oregon, and uh, then he ends up at, at UCLA kind of last minute. So he was a five-star. He was from the state of Michigan. But Bryce Underwood is even more impressive in terms of his resume and his talent. Joe Sloan has done an unbelievable job getting him to campus. He's done a great job building a relationship. Jay Daniels uh, recruited him a little bit as well. And this offense is absolutely humming. So everything is going in the right direction for LSU. Can they finish? Can they get him over the, the hump uh, is going to be what I'm watching uh, down the stretch as he tries to get his decision done so that he can then recruit for his class. Yeah, recruiting momentum is, is certainly a thing. You mentioned three Texas A&M commitments that came in with Terry Bussey, Gabriel Relaford, and Draylon Miller. Um, not often that uh, – you know, well, it is often, but it's, it's noteworthy when committed players decide to go somewhere else and m wasn't in town this weekend, but does LSU have a chance with uh, with those three as A&M kind of continues to leak some oil? Yeah, the the interesting thing to, to watch is obviously A&M season, and, and if they crater, will we see them have that mass exodus and, and guys like finally see what has been going on under Jimbo Fisher for a minute now, and, and will they make a move elsewhere? These are three guys that if you're LSU, this is why you've kept recruiting them. This is why you've kept your name in the mix there is because maybe uh, those guys will look at the on-field performance and say, you know what? Yes, I feel like I can help, but I want to go somewhere that's maybe a little bit more on the up. LSU did win the FCC West in year one under Brian Kelly. Uh, they are sitting with the number one offense in the SEC and, uh, they have a chance to win out and go to Atlanta and do all of those things once again versus A&M where if they don't put it together down the stretch and at least go to a bowl game, I mean, you're walking into a situation where your coach is on the hot seat. I mean, that's probably where you get to real conversations, uh, at least as a prospect, and you've got to, you know, maybe weigh that against um, what you've kind of been uh, – you know, recruited on, which is, Hey, come in and help us do all those things. Like, you know, the whole like recruiting pitch where fans come in and say, Oh, I mean, they can't help them or whatever. That's not what most coaches are going to say to a kid. Cause most kids think that they can help get programs out of those situations. Right. Um, and, and so where these three have to weigh that is, is interesting because it is a trend with A&M right now where they have not gotten over the hump. LSU meanwhile has, put together some things and if you're Gabriel Relaford and 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 Terry Bussey in particular two guys that could very well help LSU on the defensive side uh that's a that's a message that LSU has to be sending now Braylon Miller is a top 100 wide receiver Cortez Hankin went to college with his dad uh there are some ties there that can help LSU but if they don't get these guys to maybe back off those commitments now they've got a complete uh, they've got to continue to play the long game and, and try to get them to open things up late in the process and see if they can flip a bend. But, um, you know, once again, getting them all three on campus is a nice situation to be in. I think um, if I were to rank them, I'd say r like right now, 
uh, versus long-term potential to flip. I would say we're really watching Draylon Miller closely. We're seeing if Terry Bussey does anything. And then Gabriel Relaford has to bring his parents back. They weren't in that Rouge this weekend. So getting them back for an official visit would be the next step. This is not something we would have ever done five, six years ago, but I think it's worth noting now, even if you don't flip any of these three guys, well, if things go south in College Station next year and all of a sudden they decide, yeah, this is probably not where I want to be, you become kind of the, the next best option. And that's what we saw with, obviously, Denver Harris coming over. Is that something that the staff now thinks about as they're recruiting players, even after they've committed elsewhere? Yeah, and it's just uh, kind of why the, the college game is just so wild right now on the recruiting front and why you know they probably need to try to find ways to lessen the load on these coaches because you've got to recruit through the whistle so that these guys you know keep you in mind if, if things don't work out. Or even there's some prospects that know they can go to X program, and I'm not saying this about a and I'm saying this about anywhere, but they can go to X program and collect so to speak, and then enter the portal and go where they really want to go. Um, and it's just a wild, wild time between NIL and the transfer portal right now. And um, so you've got to recruit through the whistle so that you have those relationships and, you know, you can say firmly that, hey, we've, we've always believed in you. Let's, let's make this right. We, you know, no hard feelings, you know, come to LSU. And, and so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely something the staff thinks about for sure. Decommitment from LSU today. JoJo Stone uh, decides to open up his recruitments. What can you tell us? Yeah, JoJo, I, I went and saw him uh, in that big matchup between Langston Hughes and, and, and Carrollton, and he got nicked up pretty early in that one. And, you know, just as a senior, he hasn't really put it together in terms of being this explosive slot that LSU thought when they, they got him. Um, and, and he just... You know, I think it's kind of a mutual parting of ways, uh, to, to put it, you know, plainly. Uh, they they had him on campus. He shut things down in the summer again and, and said, you know what, I'm going to stick. But at the end of the day, it's, it's one of those things where LSU has to make hard decisions and schools across the country have to make hard decisions. And LSU sitting it now without JoJo Stone. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 24 commitments. Um, that gives them a little bit more wiggle room with a out-of-state receiver who, uh, you know, just hadn't put it together and he was injured and all those things. I, I just think it's just kind of one of those things where it makes sense for the, them to maybe make a move and, and try to uh, reopen things for, for both sides and give him time to move on. So um, it's tough. He, he loves 
uh, getting to LSU. He was here earlier this year, but uh, it just seems like a mutual parting of ways. Billy, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Billy Embody uh, on three sports, part of the Bengal Tiger crew. And, you know, I, that. So I want to touch on both of those two things before we go to break because um, I want to talk some uh, Capitol Hill stuff coming up with some quotes from some ADs and some senators talking about the NIL stuff. But th- that brings up two different points on the recruiting front. One, you're recruiting these players. You're recruiting Terry Bussey, Gabriel Welliford, Traylon Miller, who are all committed to Texas A&M at this point. And maybe all three of them stick and go to Texas A&M. Very possible, if not likely, that all of them do that. But there's also a distinct possibility that at some point in their college career, they want to go somewhere else because a lot of people go somewhere else. That really doesn't even have anything to do big picture with how Jimbo's doing or what the buyout is. or any. That just is the fact that a lot of people transfer. It just is what it is. Um, so you want to position yourself as the next viable option. That's It's not something we would have thought about five years ago. Like You still have to continue to recruit these players even if they're going to sign and go somewhere else because in 12 months you may say, hey, we're still here and we'd, we'd love to have you. That's not something we would have thought about. And then as far as the JoJo Stone situation, you can tell from you know what Billy said there is that basically it sounds like both decided let's let's do something different. In an LSU's perspective, you can say, oh, you, you offered this kid a scholarship and now you're saying maybe look elsewhere. Like, that's not fair. And it's like, well, you know, it kind of is fair because at this point, JoJo Stone's got six weeks until the early signing period where he can look elsewhere and go somewhere else. And if he doesn't want to sign then, he can milk that thing all the way out to February and make a decision then where he wants to go. The same way that a player can up and leave a few weeks, a few months, a year into their commitment to a school. So as long as you're allowing folks flexibility, I have a hard time picking sides there. It's like, well, that's just, that's the way it goes. Teams got to fill the team with 85 guys. They think they can find 85 guys and you're probably not part of the equation. Well, you got flexibility. I'm not really hurting you that much anymore. You pull a guy's scholarship 10 years ago and tell him you can't play while you're already on campus. He's got to leave and sit out a year ago to play Juco. Now it's just wherever you want to go, make it happen. Same thing in recruiting. You hold a guy hostage. It's he can't make the next decision. LSU's giving JoJo Stone the opportunity to make that decision. So there are so many more layers to this than there used to be. Um, take it or leave it. It is what it is. So we'll talk a little bit more college football. I, I thought that the people on Capitol Hill today just made fools of themselves. And I'll give you some some, some quotes on all that coming up next. You are now listening to the Hunt Palmer Show. Mm, Jersey Mike's Highway 30 in Gonzales near the New Heritage Shopping Center. Love Jersey Mike's. Great place to get one of those delicious cold subs. The original Italian is their best seller with the ham, prosciutto, capicola, salami, pepperoni with that provolone cheese. I prefer the hot sub. I tell you that all the time. I love it. You order the chicken cheesesteak, throw the chicken right on the griddle, cut it up, melt the cheese over it. The bread is fantastic. They got great, great options. The bacon ranch chicken cheesesteak, I would, would strongly recommend also recommend jersey mics for all your catering needs they can do big boxes with 12 subs in them you can just hand those out individually wrapped or they can do individual boxed lunches which are fantastic for feeding the office if you got like a lunch and learn or something or want to take that out on a sales call jersey mics always a fantastic option if you check out the store highway 30 in gonzalez new the near the new heritage shopping center 20 percent off to all listeners with their catering orders for Jersey Mike's. You can download that Jersey Mike's app, 
Consider them for your next lunch, next dinner, next tailgate party, high school football game. Always remember to make it Jersey Mike's. This is the Hunt Palmer Show on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. So today in Washington, um, senators, athletic directors, college football dignitaries, there were a lot of people on Capitol Hill, and, and Ross Dellinger was one of them. And he was tweeting out as the uh, proceedings were ongoing. And the discussion centered around name, image, and likeness. And as usual, when politicians got involved, it became a circus. A circus of untruths and lies and misconceptions. It was just ridiculous based on the quotes I've seen. I was not there. I have not seen video or audio. I'm just going off of quotes that Ross provided. And there's nobody who has followed this more closely than Ross Dellinger for the last three years, okay? So I feel like what he's tweeting out is plenty enough for me to, to go through. And I'm just going to read off some quotes from some people who are smart people. These are elected officials and high-paid college football folks, depending on who you're speaking about. And, and it's just people aren't making any sense or just lying. Lindsey Graham, senator from South Carolina, says Utah's offering everybody on the team a new truck. There's no end to this. Between Portal and NIL, college football is in absolute chaos. First of all, Utah didn't offer everyone on the team a new truck. If you're on the team and enrolled in school, they will give you a, a six-month lease on a truck. Okay? They're not handing them a $85,000 truck so they can turn around and go sell it. They got a six-month lease on a new truck. You can argue with me whether or not the backup defensive tackle has earned that or not. You can argue with me whether their starting quarterback has earned it or not. I don't care, but the fact of the matter is don't say they're just giving everybody a new truck. And then saying that college football is in absolute chaos. Okay, that's just hyperbole. We were in chaos during COVID when conferences were deciding whether or not to play and you had some school stadiums that had 2,000 people in them and some that had 20,000 people, and then on some games, Thursday, a game got canceled, so you couldn't play on Saturday. So then LSU had to go fly up to Missouri to go play them because they were available. But, oh, they got 14 guys out. Like, that is chaos in the sense of past history of college football to today. We have no idea who's playing who, who's going to be there, who's available, who's got COVID, who doesn't. Like, that's chaos. The best I can see, Bama's still good. Georgia's still good. Cal still sucks. There's still packed houses, great players, awesome games, TV ratings are high. We're not in chaos. Is there too much movement? Maybe. But to, to say that, well, just giving everybody a truck and college football's in chaos, that's just a hyperbolic statement, Senator Graham. We'll go on to Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Schwarbrick, who's there says NIL deals aren't true NIL deals. He uses the example of a small amount of NFL players with NIL deals compared to the college where, quote, everyone on the team has one. Well, that's not true. There may be programs where everyone on the team has one. There are, I'm certain, 
plenty of programs where not every person on the team has an NIL deal. Now, everybody in the NFL team's under a contract and they get paid based on merit and the agreed contract. But it's not true that everyone on the team has one. It, it, it's just hyper, people are just throwing stuff out left and right. Senator Joe Manson from West Virginia says athletes switching around with portals and everything else, their chance to graduate is slim to none. That's not right either. You're trying to tell me you can't transfer one time and graduate? How many tens of thousands of times does that happen in colleges around the country every year? College football didn't invent transfers. And they are discouraging multi-time transfers because when they told a multi-time transfer he couldn't play in Chapel Hill, everyone threw a fit. So to say their chance to graduate is slim to run, it's just wrong. It's incorrect to say that a player transferring between their freshman year and sophomore year or sophomore year and junior year has slim to none chance to graduate is absurd. It is an absurd statement to make. I have no idea what that has to do with image and likeness either. Joe Manchin again, it's all about chasing the dollar. That's not it was what it was designed to be. If that's it, go from high school to the pros. Well, Joe, guess what? That's not allowed. You're not allowed to go from high school football to the NFL. It's against the rules. You have to play somewhere. You can't play in the NFL. The NBA has decided, okay, well, you can come play in the G League. You can go play overseas. Baseball, they allow you to go straight from high school to the pros. This concept exists other places. It doesn't exist in football. So don't say that. And, and I, I get a little irritated when I hear it's all about chasing the dollar. It's not what it was designed to be. It was designed for the clubs in the 1914 to go play and, and go play a game for four hours. Now there's tens of millions of people watching. There's hundreds of thousands of people in the stadiums. And there's billions of dollars. So it's not what it was designed to be anymore. It was not designed to be that. And it's not. So you want to sit here and tell me that you don't believe ex-athlete deserves this based on merit and you want to point to individual things? Well, we can have that discussion. But the fact of the matter is that good players have been getting money for decades. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And there are a lot of cases, not the majority of student athletes, but there are a lot of cases where individual players really kind of do deserve money. I've, I've hated forever, on the other side of this, athletes pre-NIL saying, well, we're we're getting screwed. We're When I go, well, wait a second, there is a value in an education and there is a value in the experience that you get as a college player and, and getting you ready for professional ranks. But to just throw that away and go to the extreme, I'm just not on that boat either. Mansion, this is a gem of a quote. What a quote this is. 
It's hard to root for the kids when they're multi-millionaires as freshmen and sophomores. Huh? I don't know that there would have been a, a ton of folks around here that would have turned their nose up at Tyron Matthew entering his junior year. Yeah, I saw you force all those turnovers and you were a Heisman finalist and we went 12-0, and 13-0 and, and got played for the national championship. And now that a bunch of car dealerships are involved in you and you got food sponsorships, what's your checking account say? Oh, yeah, well, can we go with somebody? They got another guy that can play nickel. Was anybody just mortified watching Paul Skeens pitch last year? Like, what? Because I like the I like the pitchers we had when they had like 150 bucks. Like I could pull from there, but uh, he's got some cash now. I I don't think I could pull from him. What? It's hard to root for the kids when they're multimillionaires. Since when are we checking accounts when they come out of the tunnel with the helmet on? I don't care. Maybe you do. I, I don't care. I don't know how much money Leonard Fournette had. I don't have my, I don't know how much money Joe Burrow had. I don't I don't know any of that. I just know what color uniform they have on. I tend to pull for that. It's hard to root for the kids when they're multimillionaires as freshmen and sophomores. That's an impressive quote. I don't like pulling for J, uh, I don't I don't like pulling for Jalen Milrow when he's a multimillionaire. It has nothing to do with his money. I just don't like his team. I, I, all this stuff to me is just ridiculous. And, and some of the quotes coming out today are just discouraging. So much hyperbole, so little substance. If you're going to argue that players in this sport of college football that is a billion plus dollar entity don't deserve any money. I'm going to need a better explanation than, well, it's hard to pull for them. I'm going to need a better explanation than, well, they, they all got cars now. You get, 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 they all got new cars. What? I'm going to need a better explanation than, oh, this transfer, they can't graduate. What are we talking about? Did anybody prepare for this? Did anybody bring some actual notes, some actual data? I don't know that Congress needs to be involved. They probably got some other things they need to figure out. All I know, which has been my contention from the start, is I don't care if the players get paid or not. doesn't affect me that much. I understand that there's a ton of value in many of the players that we discuss here in the Southeastern Conference. It doesn't necessarily apply to the Southland Conference, but we talk about the Southeastern Conference. There are a lot of players that are pretty influential in the Southeastern Conference. And if you want to do a commercial for a car dealership or a restaurant, you want to jump on Instagram and make a few posts? Like, there is value in that in marketing, whether you as the fan like that or not. It doesn't change the fact that there is value in it. And then as you creep to the other side, and this is, I've never hidden from this, what does it mean for LSU? If LSU cannot recruit in this landscape, it'll make me cranky. If you're losing every in-state four and five star to A&M in Texas and USC because they got more money than you, I'll get cranky about it, but that's just a me problem because I pull for LSU. All this big picture stuff, I just I can't get on board with all this all this whining. Best I can tell, the teams that were always good are still good, and the teams that always sucked still suck, and we've been paying guys for like. 
four years legally and 50 years illegally. I, I thought it was a clown show on Capitol Hill. We'll come back and close out the Hunt Palmer Show next. The Hunt Palmer Show. One Bath and Closets, onebathandclosets.com is the website. David Vaughn and his team been in the game 30 years redesigning and remodeling bathrooms and closets. Look, maybe it's not a great time for you to move. You're locked into a great interest rate. You like the place you live in, but you could use some upgrades to your living situation. This is the perfect time to call One Bath and Closets. Maybe you can put that on the Christmas list. Get that brand new bathroom. They can do the entire full-scale bathroom renovation and there's financing available. So you go, oh, I'd love to do that, but I just, I don't know if I can cut that check today. Well, talk to David Duvall, One Bath and Closets about financing options. They have got those available and they can discuss them with you at a free consultation. They can also do something simple like a tub to shower conversion. You pull that tub out, you put in a glass walk-in shower, changes the aesthetic, changes the the functionality of your bathroom. OneBathandClosets.com is the website. You can look at the uh, the reviews that they've got from their satisfied customers. You can look at the pictures of their great work and you can request that free consultation at onebathandclosets.com. You're listening to the Hunt Palmer Show on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Congratulations to Dean Lurkey. Dean, our Week 7 winner in the 2023 Twin Peaks College Football Pick'em Contest, wins a Twin Peaks gift card. Don't forget to make your picks for Week 8 by noon on Thursday. Play the 2023 Twin Peaks College Football Pick'em today at 104.5ESPN.com. All right, let's play some take it or leave it. All right, first one here. Aaron Nola will help the Phillies take a 2-0 lead in the NLCS tonight. Take it or leave it. I will take it. Uh, The Phillies in that yard, I'm not picking against anytime soon. They are crushing everything in sight. Castellanos and Harper are putting up numbers that have not been uh, duplicated since Ruth and Gehrig in 28, I heard today. So that place is an absolute madhouse, and uh, and Nola's good, and they're going to win the game. So I'll uh, I'll take Aaron. Hopefully... Um, one of his last starts in Citizens Bank Ballpark as a member of the Phillies before he comes to the north side of Chicago and pitches for us. All right, next one here. Kim Mulkey announced today that the scout team of men who help the women practice will receive championship rings. Take it or leave it. I'll take it. That's awesome. I'll take it. I think it. that's fantastic. I know that uh, a lot of organizations in professional sports uh, are able to give a lot of staffers championship rings when that happens. Um, I know that when LSU won a football championship in 2019, a good number of folks who weren't exactly on the field uh, got some rings. I think guys that invest that much time in helping the women practice and prepare uh, and are an integral part of the operation deserve some recognition, and Kim fought for them and got it. So uh, for those that don't know, some former high school basketball players that are students at LSU uh, help the Lady Tigers practice. They they run scout team stuff for them. So that's really, uh, really cool. So uh, I'm, I'm pumped for those guys. Hey, last one here. Shane Beamer kicked something yeah. after South Carolina's loss to Florida, which I guess it's worthy of kicking something. Yeah. Now he has a broken foot. He does. Going Lou Groza <laughs> on a wall. Take it or leave it. I'm going to leave it. Uh, he had a, he was lighthearted in his press conference about it today. He said, you know, I, I kicked something, and then the adrenaline wore off, and I realized that I might maybe screwed something up, and they got an x-ray, and he does have a broken bone in his foot. So he's going to keep coaching, uh, but he's probably going to be in a boot or something. I don't know if it's going to go to Dooley levels of being on crutches on the sidelines. Certainly not Hugh Freeze levels of being in the uh, in the hospital bed. But um, Shane Beamer does have a broken bone after kicking something, which was not a great idea. So I would go ahead and 
and leave that. That's it for Take It or Leave It here on this Tuesday. The Baton Rouge Zydeco take to the ice for the first time when they face off with the Columbus River Dragons Thursday, October the 26th. Single game tickets start at just $10, and you can get them online at RaisingCanesRiverCenter.com or through Ticketmaster. Register for a chance to win free Baton Rouge Zydeco tickets from 1045ESPN.com. Uh, you can catch us tonight. Speaking of baseball, it'll be on at Pluckers on Nicholson, and we'll be there playing some sports trivia at 8.30. Always have you out of there uh, by 10 o'clock. It's always a lot of fun, so grab your team and come on out. You can go by yourself if you would like to. Uh, five rounds, live-action sports trivia. You can win gift cards. You can uh, drink some delicious cold beers and uh, eat some awesome wings. We always have a great time. Pluckers, Nicholson location at 8.30. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow's show. We'll chat with our guy J.D. Pakel of On3 Sports. It'll be a what-if Wednesday, and of course our SEC Power Rankings will be coming up on tomorrow's show. So moving right along uh, with LSU and Army Week. If you missed today's show, you can catch it on demand, 1045ESPN.com's On Demand tab. Uh, all our shows listed there each and every day. OTB, Live at Lunch, Hunt Palmer Show, AFR. Um, you can also catch us Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and of course on YouTube. I laid out the case for Jaden Daniels as a Heisman Trophy possibility at the top of the show. A lot of historic numbers that Jaden has put up through the first two months of the season. Uh, you can catch that on Hunt on LSU, our, uh, our LSU YouTube channel. Sharif Ishak talking Saints at 115. They're in trouble. Uh, Glenn West to go 24-7 with us at 1.30. I gave some fall baseball thoughts uh, at 2 o'clock straight up. So if you like some baseball chatter, uh, go back and catch that at the top of hour number two. Billy Embody from On3 Sports talks a busy, busy time in recruiting for LSU right now at 2.15. And then I talked about the politicians talking about NFL, NIL stuff, which was just brutal. <laughs> so, uh, we'll be back tomorrow, same time and same place. Matt Moscone is about to drive you home on After Further. Do you hope to see you at Pluckers? If not, have a great Tuesday. See you tomorrow on the Hunt Palmer Show.